You're listening to the Sermon Podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. We are an Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregation in Denver, Colorado, and you can find out more about us at www.houseforall.org. So back in January, I put together a committee of people from different parts of my life who I knew I could trust to help me look, uh, look realistically at my strengths and weaknesses. And uh, now I'm nearing the end of my regular meetings with my discernment committee, and in a few months, we'll try to answer the question together as best we can, am I called to be a priest or something else? Part of the discernment process involves listening to how God might be speaking in my life in unexpected ways. Not long ago, I came across a book by Henry Nouwen, a Catholic priest and Christian mystic, appropriately titled Discernment. <laughs> and it's full of Nouwen's uh, personal reflections on what it means to practice the art of listening well. One of the chapters that really struck me was... Uh, it was about cultivating the skill of listening to how God might be speaking through the ordinary, everyday people in your life. Uh, I suspect this is something that a lot of people have difficulty with, but for a person trained as an academic like me, um, it's especially hard. Higher education is fueled by uh, skepticism and doubt, um, which isn't a bad thing. It's what makes the scientific method work. Um, but when you apply it to religion and relationships, it makes for a, a, a dry, brittle faith. A few years ago when I was in seminary, I came to a point where I got tired of listening to people in the church because it felt like I wasn't being heard anymore. I, I kept waiting for God to show up in my life in some big way, and there were no burning bushes, there were no voices from the clouds. I got angry and impatient and really cynical. I even started one of those uh, anonymous Twitter accounts so, so I could uh, subtweet and make snarky comments about all the things that I thought were wrong with the church. Um, my personal favorite was, I see London, I see France, the church is filled with sycophants. <laughs> I'm not proud of it. <laughs> Okay, maybe I'm a little proud. <laughs> but the point, the point is, it was way, way easier for me to sink into the habit of just reading books and sarcastically sniping at people over the internet than it was to actually engage with them, to see them as beloved children of God who might be able to teach me something about what God might be saying. And now I'm at a point where I'm working together with a group of people that just might end up deciding what I do with my life. This involves a lack of control that to me is absolutely terrifying. Pay attention to the people in your path, Henry Nouwen says. God speaks regularly to us through the people who talk to us about the things of God. By practicing the art of listening well, 
Certain people become living signs that point us to God. Whether in life or in memory, he says, the people God puts in our lives can help guide us and show us the way. St. Benedict of Nursia, whose feast day the church celebrated this week. You all remember to celebrate, didn't you? <laughs> you mean you guys didn't have a St. Benedict party like I did? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I'm a huge fan. Thanks. <laughs> so, so Benedict was this uh, monk in the 6th century who basically came up with the idea of Christian monks living together as a community. Before that, most monks and nuns uh, just sort of flew solo. They went out to the desert by themselves. But Benedict comes up with this idea for monks to live together so they can encourage one another, learn from each other, and share a common rule of faith. As the abbot, or the head monk, of his monastery, uh, Benedict wrote, Listen, my child, and incline the ear of your heart. I love the phrase, incline the ear of your heart. It's, um, it's one of those phrases that you know immediately what it means, even though uh, on the surface it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, it's kind of like when, when uh, during liturgy, Pastor Nadia or Pastor Reagan says, lift up your hearts, and we say, we lift them to the Lord. You know, um, It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But for me, inclining the ear of my heart means listening with my heart and not my head. So I've been trying my best to listen, to look for signs that might show me the way through my doubts and anxieties about my place in the world. I'm not very good at it. We live in a so-called post-truth world. We live in a world where facts can be dismissed as opinions and inconvenient truths can be challenged simply by calling them fake news. Our lives consist of labels that are constantly being constructed and deconstructed and reconstructed again. The internet, social media, and our televisions are full of people shouting contradictory narratives 24-7. They're all saying, just trust us. So we construct general guidelines about who we can trust, this news source but not that news source, only to find that every now and then there's an exception to the rule that calls our judgment into question, which to me feels like it ends up calling all our judgments into question which makes it hard to trust, and even harder to listen. So much for inclining the ear of my heart. On Thursday morning, uh, as I was driving away from, from church, uh, right after our morning prayer service, Thursday mornings at 7 a.m., <laughs> um, I saw a guy standing out in the corner of 16th and Pearl. He, he looked like he'd been sleeping outside for a while. He was wearing a white bath towel wrapped around his head and waving one of those orthopedic canes in the air and shouting something I couldn't understand. And, and this brief thought popped into my head, like, what if that guy is John the Baptist? Do you ever wonder if the people on the street corners claiming to be prophets maybe actually are? It sounds funny, but it's kind of a terrifying thought. And it may even be a little bit stupid. But... What if there are all sorts of prophets roaming our streets, but we've grown so cynical we can't hear their message? The Bible is full of people doing things that today we might associate with mental illness, like 
Isaiah going naked for three years, or Jeremiah walking around town with an ox yoke on his shoulders, or Ezekiel seeing what sounds an awful lot like a UFO, and then laying on his left side for 390 days. Look it up. In fact, most of the time when God speaks in the Bible, it's through people that no one really wants to take seriously. The dirty, the smelly, the weirdly dressed, big hairy men with strange diets, the people exiled from society. So all these thoughts have been sort of swirling around in my head, discernment, listening, watching for signs, homelessness and the church. And on Thursday afternoon, I went to my usual coffee shop to get a little work done on my sermon for this week, and I sat outside to enjoy my coffee in the shade. As I read over the gospel text for this week, the first thing that I noticed was that the parable, the parable of, of the sower begins and ends with Jesus commanding his audience to listen. Huh, that's weird. I'd been there for about 10 minutes when another homeless man wandered up and started talking to me. He introduced himself uh, by telling me uh, his name was Robert. I'm 60 years old, he said, born on January the 7th, 1957. I'll be 61 years old next year. Uh, yes, I sat there thinking, uh, that is how birthdays work. What you need to know about me at this point is that in my head I'm kind of a jerk. Robert told me about how he's originally from Las Vegas, but he's lived in Kansas City, and East St. Louis, and Tampa, and L.A. He left L.A. because he was afraid of earthquakes. He talked about how, for the most part, he's in good health, except his leg hurts because of sciatica and gout, and every now and then he gets confused. Right about here is the point when I started wondering if he was going to ask me for money, and whether he would be wrapping this up soon so I could get back to work on my sermon. But then out of the blue, he starts talking about what it means to be a preacher. <laughs> you shouldn't just tell people what they want to hear, he said. you got to preach the word of God about what they need to hear. I'm not hearing anybody preach what I need to hear, so sometimes I just need to say it to somebody so I can hear it. Now, yeah. <laughs> so, I never mentioned that I was working on a sermon. I never gave any indication whatsoever that I was even religious. All I did was sit there, smiling and nodding. After 10 or 15 minutes, he finally shook my hand, and he held on to it tightly, and he said... Thank you for listening. I love you, my brother. And then he left. Like Robert, sometimes I need to preach what I need to hear too. I confess to a complete ignorance as to exactly how God works in the world. I'll never know why good people suffer or why so many people still give their money to televangelists or why the show Happy Endings was canceled after only three seasons. <laughs> and most of the time when I think I get it, I usually end up being wrong. Like, really wrong. Like, 
the time when I was 23 working a minimum wage job in Missouri and I thought God was calling me to buy a coffee roasting business for half a million dollars. <laughs> During a recession. <laughs> but what I do know is that the number one thing that keeps me from listening to the people I encounter, from inclining my heart to the ordinary, everyday people who act as signposts pointing me toward God's love for the world, is my cynicism. I see the face of God every day. I shake God's hand every week in the passing of the peace. But like weeds and thorny bushes, my cynical head chokes it out and stops up the ears of my heart. What I learned from Robert is that the radical thing about the parable of the sower is that the farmer casts seeds indiscriminately. He doesn't just look for one beautiful spot of fertile ground and only sow seeds there. He doesn't start by putting up a fence and then only sow seeds in a nice, neat, safely confined area. He scatters seeds all over the place even in the weeds and on the rocky ground. And the miracle is, it grows. Despite my thorny cynicism, my unlistening stopped up ears, my hard heart, it grows. Which to me says that God doesn't wait for us to become the kinds of people that we think we should be in order for God to speak to us. God speaks regardless. Those with ears to hear, let them hear. Amen. Amen.